0: The FBI searched yet another Biden property for classified documents. The shipment of American tanks to Ukraine marks an escalation that officials said would not be escalated. Plus, so called journalists are ditching objectivity because it's racist. All that and more. I'm Bobby Everly. This is a 13 minute news hour. May God bless the
1: United States of America.
0: Okay friends, welcome to the show. Happy Wednesday, hope you're having a great week. If you're new to the show, thank you so much for tuning in. We're gonna start with Joe Biden, classified documents, and transparency. Actually, I can give you the first two, but as far as transparency is concerned, you'll get a lot of talk about it if you're from the Biden team, but you won't get actual transparency. Let's start with the fact of the recent revelation that there were documents discovered in Biden's possession in early November before the election, and we weren't made aware of it. But now there's news that the FBI actually conducted a search of the Penn Biden Center in mid-November. And again, we weren't made aware of that either. So how is that transparent?
1: Sure, Kate, you're claiming transparency, but I'm bringing this to you. You aren't bringing it to me. This happened in mid-November. If you are indeed being transparent, why the continued trickle of disclosure around these classified documents? I just love that opening. The
0: CNN host says, wait, you're talking about transparency, but we're bringing this to you, not the other way around. And here's the response. We have released multiple statements from the White House and President Biden's personal attorney has released multiple statements over the last month. Uh, walking through the process and agreeing to be fully, fully cooperative with the Justice Department. This is a, uh, a process that plays out. We are responsive to the Justice Department's requests. Letting Americans know what happened months after it actually happened is not being transparent. And then breaking today was the FBI search of yet another Joe Biden property. This time his beach house in Rehoboth, Delaware. When asked if any other properties have been searched, Here's the evasion from Biden spokesman Ian Sam. To be very clear, has the FBI conducted any searches of any other locations associated with the president that you or the White House is aware of? Uh, Look, I think we're providing information as this goes on and answering questions about the the search activities as they've been happening. I don't want to speak too much to the DOJ's practices in an ongoing investigation. I can say, you know, that, that we have cooperated fully. The president's personal attorneys have provided information to DOJ. Didn't even answer the question. An entirely new location was searched today, so it's kind of natural to wonder if others were searched too. But once again, transparency is not so transparent. As a refresher, classified documents have been found at Biden's office at the Penn Biden Center, inside his home, in his garage. We've now learned of an FBI search in mid-November, and now there was another search today. I just wonder if they went through Jill Biden's lingerie like they did Melania's. All right. Next, let's talk about tanks for Ukraine. But first, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search on my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Okay, next let's talk about tanks, Ukraine, and Joe Biden. Because unless you've been living off the grid for months and months, you probably have noticed the idea that aid for Ukraine seems to be growing and morphing into something that is more expansive more expensive and more aggressive. It's definitely apparent that the endless wars policy that I believe so many Americans embrace only lasted for four years. As you know, in 2022, some $50 billion was sent to Ukraine in the form of humanitarian, financial and military support. As you also probably know, in return, America has not received one bit of accounting or documentation or anything showing how those funds have been spent. And yet, more requests keep coming in and more money keeps going out. Here's Ukrainian President Zelensky from last month. Your money is not charity. It's an investment in the global security and democracy. We have artillery. Yes, thank you. We have it. Is it enough? Honestly, not really. During that trip in which Zelensky spoke before Congress, Biden announced that the U.S. would be sending Patriot missiles to Ukraine. In a joint press conference, Biden made sure to stress the defensive nature of the Patriot missile program.
1: It's a defensive weapon system. It's not escalatory, it's defensive. And it's easy to uh, not, and we'd love to not have to have them use it, just stop the attacks.
0: It's defensive. It doesn't escalate the situation. Biden also echoed that sentiment 10 months ago when asked about sending offensive weapons such as tanks or aircraft to Ukraine.
1: The idea that we're going to send in offensive equipment and have planes and tanks and trains uh, going in with American pilots and American crews. Just understand and uh, don't kid yourself, no matter what you all say. That's called World War III. okay? Let's get it straight here, guys.
0: The idea of sending offensive equipment like planes and tanks and trains means World War Three. That's
1: what Biden said. So what in the world is going on now? Today, I'm announcing that the United States will be sending 31 Abram tanks to Ukraine, the equivalent of one Ukrainian battalion. We're also closely coordinated this announcement with our allies. I'm grateful to Chancellor Schultz for providing German Leopard 2 tanks and will lead an effort to organize a European contribution of two tank battalions for Ukraine. Okay, so wait. Tanks were
0: part of Biden's World War III list, and tanks also fall into the category of escalation. So what's next, and where does this end? As Representative Tom Massey noted on Twitter, deploying offensive weapons against a nuclear power is a terrible idea. Do you think it's terrible? Should we be sending more money and more equipment including offensive weapons to Ukraine? Let me know in the comments. All right, next let's talk about journalism and objectivity. Now you might say objectivity disappeared from journalism a long time ago, and you'd certainly be right. Major networks have gone all in in promoting the left-wing agenda, yet are still calling themselves the mainstream media. There's conservative media, but what the left is providing is mainstream. Well, now it looks like the pretending may be over, because according to the left, Trying to be objective in journalism is actually racist and a sign of white supremacy. Here's the story. Increasingly, reporters, editors, and media critics argue that the concept of journalistic objectivity is a distortion of reality. They point out that the standard was dictated over decades by male editors in predominantly white newsrooms and reinforced their own view of the world. Former executive editor of the Washington Post, Leonard Downey Jr. wrote, they believe that pursuing objectivity could lead to false balance or misleading both sideism and covering stories about race, the treatment of women, LGBTQ rights, income inequality, climate change, and many other subjects. Wow, you can just tell by the wording what this is really about. This is about advocacy. The left knows there are strong feelings about race, women, income, climate on both sides and they only want one side to have a voice. Thus, these journalists are trying to redefine journalism itself. Here's more. Journalists believe objectivity prevents them from accurate reporting, as it bars them from channeling their background and beliefs, the survey sponsored by Downey Jr. found. It's objective by whose standard? That standard seems to be white, educated, and fairly wealthy, said Kathleen Carroll, former executive editor at the Associated Press. According to USA Today, the organization has no problem allowing their reporters to write about their own experiences, so long as those stories aren't too biased. Basically, these companies want all their reporters to move from being journalists to opinion writers and bloggers. And for us, not to notice. All right, next let's talk about Kamala Harris, who continues to amaze and astound with the things she says or tries to say. She either ends up producing a word salad that leaves you scratching your head or she takes the words patronizing and condescending to a new level. Take a look at these examples. The first is Harris speaking at a small business event on Monday, and I'm pretty sure she wasn't talking to first graders, but I can't tell.
2: Let's talk about how you get a line of credit. Who of us grew up with our parents talking about a phrase line of credit, right? This is th- these are things you learn. If someone takes the time to teach you because they know.
0: This is what they teach you because they know. Are you kidding me? Well, that was on Monday. Then on Tuesday, Harris was participating in the Congressional Space Medal of Honor ceremony for astronauts Douglas Hurley and Robert Behnken. She was describing their May 30th, 2020 launch. Here's how it went.
2: Bob and Doug returned to the Kennedy Space Center. They suited up, they waved to their families, and they rode an elevator up nearly 20 stories. They strapped in to their seats and waited as the tanks beneath them filled with tens of thousands of gallons of fuel. And then they launched. Yeah, they did.
0: (laughs) What was that? What did we just watch? How is, and then they launched funny? Not only funny, but totally crack me up funny. Again, is she talking to a field trip from a local elementary school? Here's more.
2: We watched Bob and Doug's rocket rise from the launch pad. We watched it climb into the sky and then disappear from our view.
0: And then it disappeared from view. I keep waiting to hear her say, the end. And that's your update from the world of Kamala Harris. And next, let's talk about a Democrat legislator in Nebraska who's looking to strike back against parents and other Americans who think it's a bad idea to host drag queen events for children. In her efforts of left-wing retaliation, Nebraska State Senator Megan Hunt has put forward legislation that would prohibit children from attending church camps. That's right, the war against religion is real and Hunt's bill is a perfect example. Here's the story. The left-wing state lawmaker advanced the amendment to make a point about a bill that would bar young people from attending drag shows and penalize adults who permit youth to attend drag performances. This is an amendment that I will use to make a point about the underlying bill, LB-371, which bans all ages drag shows. It won't pass. I would withdraw it if it had the vote to pass. It's a device to make a point. We need not clench nor worry," Hunt tweeted. So Hunt put forward the amendment, then she started to receive backlash. Then she tweets that she's only kind of joking and she would remove her amendment if it actually had a chance of passing. The real issue is that she put forward the amendment at all. Trying to put church camps on the same level as drag shows is insane. And yet that's what this left-wing Democrat is doing. What's frightening is I'm sure many other Democrats would love to essentially ban children from religion and replace it with government indoctrination. Friends, that's our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. And don't forget, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search on my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Thank you so much for tuning in. And remember, today's show's one sheet is available to Patreon supporters using the link in the description. The one sheet gives you the links to all the videos and stories used on today's show so you can dive even deeper into each issue. And with that, our next show will be Friday evening at the usual time. Until then, I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour.